Welcome back to New Rockstars. WandaVision's opening two episodes have us asking, who is that beekeeper? And uh, that's not even the weirdest question we have about this show. We're going to get that honey, as well as the deeper question of how Vision is back and why I only enjoy him in ghost form. I'm Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. With me today is an amazing pocket reality of nerds, including Inside Marvel co-host Jessica Clemens. Hello, I'm very excited to talk more about WandaVision. I know none of you are upset or tired of me doing it. <laughs> oh, we're very excited. Also with us, confirmed honey trap, Tommy Bechtold. Mm, you catch more bees with honey, baby. And I gotta say, I've been watching uh, yours and Jessica's after show for just on repeat for days, and I still don't know what I saw. But great job by you guys. I'm very funny. <laughs> Tommy, you don't catch bees with honey. Bees make honey. You catch flies oh, with honey. Bees don't go back to their catch, own byproduct. You catch more flies with honey, and you kill more bees with money by paying bee assassins. <laughs> yeah, stop paying those assassins. We need bees. Uh, okay. Hey, we're also thrilled to have back to the show writer and comedian John Xavier Miller. Welcome back, John. Hello, hello. I don't have any Marvel shirts, so I apparently... Decided that a Star Wars shirt was appropriate. <laughs> the crossover is bound to happen. <laughs> okay, so by now we've seen WandaVision episode two and we've met that beekeeper. Uh, after an episode filled with bumps in the night, at least one of them, that toy helicopter with a sword logo, Wanda and Vision at the end of the episode see this beekeeper climbing out of a manhole in Westview. And then you can see a sword logo on the back of his suit. And then he whip turns to look at Wanda and Wanda's like, uh-uh, nope. And then she rewinds the episode kind of like a VHS tape, essentially pretending this beekeeper doesn't exist. Now, if you're wondering who this is, the actor in that beekeeper suit is named Zach Henry. He's a stunt actor for the show on a bunch of Marvel productions, actually. It's not Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's not Eddie Redmayne. It's not the jeans guy from The Mandalorian. Uh, but we have seen other promo footage of this sword agent, whoever he is, entering the pocket reality and coming through as a uh, person in a beekeeper suit. And I think we can assume based on that that he is on the same probing mission that Monica Rambeau is. He's part of S.W.O.R.D. But the question is, why the beekeeper suit? What does the beekeeper suit represent to Wanda? Did that S.W.O.R.D. agent dress as a beekeeper before entering the bubble? Or did the bubble warp him into a beekeeper? I'm going to open it up to you guys. And let's start by looking at this possibility of this goofy theory that all the hexagon imagery could imply that we are looking at a kind of hive that... Westview might be a honeycomb structure, a hive, with Wanda as the queen bee, everyone else is a drone. Do we think there's any truth to this? Uh, you know what? I'm going to jump in this. I'm going to jump in this head first and say, <laughs> I feel like I get where you're coming from saying that Wanda might be the queen bee. I completely get it. Uh, we could also be introduced to Swarm. And why wouldn't we be introduced to Swarm this way? Because mm. that would give reason for all the hexagons and to all that sweet, sweet craziness that we're getting. Also, what's more horrific? What's more horrific than a man whose body is just made entirely of bees? Yes, explain to us who Swarm is in yes. the Spider-Man comics. Yes, 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 yes. So if you guys haven't seen Swarm, Swarm has been a little bit in television, actually, on a lot of amazing Spider-Man and all of the animation that's been going on recently. But he's yeah. also really big in the comic books. So what he was really brought into the world was in Champions, where essentially... Swarm is a Nazi, not essentially, he is a Nazi. He's a Nazi scientist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when he, and after World War II, he went to, uh, he went to, I think, Columbia? He went to Columbia? Uh, don't quote me on that. 
but he left. <laughs> he ran away after World War II and became like basically a beekeeper and found this hive that was different than all the others. And it was a bunch of bees that were mutated. He thought, oh, I'm going to use these bees to take over the world. Made a device to turn these bees into evilness, but actually just made them pissed off where they ate his entire flesh and became him. And all he has left is a skeleton underneath this pile of bees. And anytime Ooh. the bees leave, if the queen bee is like distraught and leaves, the bees leave with her. And then we're left with a skeleton man that just falls to the ground. Horrifying. The idea of seeing this. And he is the like villain to Spider-Man. The villain? Arguably not. But he is no. one of many villains to Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I love the concept of Swarm. This is not Swarm. It's a guy in a beekeeper suit. But it's it not a man be. made of bees. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Thank you. I, he doesn't want that. Disney doesn't want that visual haunting children. So he's just going to be a, in a hazmat suit with some bees floating around. First of all, bee, bees on a skeleton is my favorite snack next to ants on a log. Uh, it's delicious. I make bees on a skeleton for my niece and nephews every summer on a hot day and you had me at nazi made of bees uh, uh jessica i i had never heard of swarm before Thank but you. now that i know that swarm exists uh as a sort of sentient swarm of bees i feel like it has to be it's either him or randall park right it's randall park or swarm that's the two those are my two front runners yes thank you thank you Tommy, why would it for be randall park me? if it's if it's the face of this other white dude why would randall park be warp oh, into a white dude i didn't see that i didn't see that it was a white man's face see you watch you watch these more in depth than i do i thought the face was obscured we'll just cut that out then it wasn't randall park <laughs> No, we're going to lead the episode with that. It has to be Randall Park. It must be him. Well, John, which do you think sounds crazier? The idea that we would have a bee Nazi or a Nazi bee man, or that this could all be some kind of weird extended metaphor of all of that town being a beehive? I think the beehive metaphor makes more sense, to me at least, because I feel like Wanda is obviously in control of everything and like... Whether or not she's like uh -huh. explicitly like telling everyone what to do, I feel like her control over everything is telling everybody, you know, what to do. Yeah, she's the queen bee. And I think when she's not paying attention, that's when things kind of drift a little bit or shift. And I love the idea. I, I think the guy in the beekeeper suit, I think he's wearing like a hazmat suit. And once he's like in her reality, if mm. if Wanda is like this is the 1960s, the closest thing she can approximate to that is like a beekeeper suit because it has that kind of helmet on. It's you know full suit. I think she's kind of just changing him a little bit, and when she sees it, she's like, "This isn't in my script. Uh, rewind, mm. Let's rewrite it. Mm. This isn't in my world." Interesting, and that's a, that brings up a very interesting idea, John, because uh, we know from trailer footage that Monica Rambeau is going to get ejected from this reality, and when she lands outside the reality, she's still wearing her 70s clothes. Mm. So this beekeeper, presumably when he gets ejected, or if he leaves, he's going to be in the beekeeper suit that he was warped into, suggesting that Wanda's reality warping extends outside the town. Is this going to be like a like Truman show? type thing where all of the sword agents are going to be costumed actors and professional like entertainers that have come in to kind of play in Wanda's world like that would be an interesting thing if they show them all getting assigned different period appropriate costuming and 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 
maybe even dialogue yeah. or like vocabulary. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. And then the bee man comes out of nowhere and his skeleton <laughs> collapses. I'm just saying, I still think it's wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold on yeah, to I'm going to hold on to this forever because it was also in the Truman Show. I remember that scene. It brings right. up an interesting right. question as well, right? Like how many people in this town are in on it? Uh, right. I, to me, it seems like you have certain residents. You have people like uh, Herb. You have Jones. You have Dottie uh, who are just residents of Westview. Then you have people like Agnes who is playing her own game, I feel. Right. And then you have people like Geraldine slash Monica and then this beekeeper who are, uh, we presume, sword agents. So I don't know if all the people in Westview are sword agents and some of them are just better actors at tricking Wanda into thinking they belong than mm. others. I think, so, I think you have three different categories, right? You have the Westview residents who are probably imprisoned or trapped there. Uh, yeah. You have Agnes. Uh, and then you have uh, you have the sword infiltrators. Ooh. Eric, yeah. Eric, it could Tommy be like a bee both colony. Hands. Both hands. You, have, you have the drones, which are the bees that are just doing their singular task and are unaware of <gasps> what they're supposed to be doing. Then you have the honeycomb bees, they have the honeybees that are actually manufacturing something, the actors, the sword agents, the, the the outside forces that have come in. And then you have the queen bee, the queen of all of the hive, which is yeah. Wanda. And then you have then you have the half robot, half human vision. I don't know what he is in, in bee terms. Maybe he's a hornet. He's a murder hornet. Okay, I was on Tommy's side up until then, but I think Tommy is very very onto something i think that is very true because also when we get the second episode of like for the children the bees are helping the mo the queen bee procreate make more babies because all the babies Ooh. all the like drones all the male bees and the beehive i follow a lot of bee tiktokers yeah uh, all the male <laughs> bees basically like even side note in the winter if there's male bees that don't work they get kicked out of the hive but they basically mm. are just there to serve the queen bee that's all they're there to do they always feed her and then she has sub like subservants that like bathe her clean her feed her but the rest of them are basically getting all the pollen and doing all that stuff so what if the ones closest to her are those bees that are the subordinates but then we have the bigger ones that are like we're here to take care of you as well so tommy <laughs> tommy Unless you somehow cheated and like found answers in Disney's like uh, mm. bunker, I yeah. I think Tommy's right. I think Tommy. Yeah, I think we're right together with our co-authored theory. No longer do I believe in swarm now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I swatted that theory. <laughs> the um the one thing that I think goes against the hive theory is that the a queen bee is not monogamous. And Ooh. it seems Neither like there's a core relationship in this show, Wanda and Vision. Their names are sandwiched together in the title. Uh I don't think Wanda's got any side action. Mm. She is in a loving, monogamous relationship with Vision, and that's not how bees work. Well, boring. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they made this show just to entertain Tommy. I need Wanda to be very horny and very promiscuous. Oh, King Tommy, we could do better jester uh, entertainment for you, Saya. I find you boring. I'm bored. Throw him in the snake pit. That's for me, jester. Send him to the bees. It would be a great show if Tommy was the master of it. There are other reasons there could be a beekeeper that are just simpler, right? Like um, this idea, I mean, what, what are 
bees for in ecology? They are there to, to pollinate. They're there to kind of keep the fabric of an ecosystem together. Um, we learned this from Jerry Seinfeld's uh, masterpiece, the bee movie. One of my favorite movies. You'd be a fool not to see it. Okay, <laughs> shut up, Tommy. So uh, go with me on this, guys. Um, the idea that we've heard, we've seen a couple shout outs to flowers, you know, when Vision looked outside the window, he's like, oh, it's just your rose bushes. When they walk by Dottie's house, they're like, oh, those flowers will grow under the penalty of death. Um, there's this rose, this digital rose in the closing credits. Maybe Sword's mission is to bring in these outside bees and to kind of cross pollinate and turn flower by flower into Technicolor to try to wake Wanda out of this spell, out of this trance to say like, mm. we're bringing an outside pollen and that outside influence brings uh, kind of an outside life and breaks the bubble. Mm. Am I reaching? <laughs> that's insane. I like it. I don't it. think it's reaching though, but that's crazy. That's a crazy idea. So you're saying that like bit, bit by bit, they'll be establishing reality in this unrealistic world. The bee's job is to bring Wanda out to reality. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's what Sword's mission is, and it seems contrary to what uh, Agnes and some of the members of Westview would mm. want. There's that moment where Agnes, like, she's like, do not be yourself. And she got so threatened when Wanda was just going to be herself, mm -hmm. and then she, like, laughs it away. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like there's some, it's not the community versus Wanda. There's, like, the community versus Wanda, and then other uh, infiltrators, other third parties in that mm. community. So <laughs> it's kind of a war on all fronts. I wanted to ask you guys, do you think it's possible that the that it could be more personal for Wanda? Just the image of a beekeeper is something from Wanda's past. You know, we've had these commercials where it's the Stark Toaster, where it's the Hydro Watch, mm -hmm. and these are all things from Sokovia, like that, that beeping. We kind of theorize that the toaster could be the the stark bomb that never went off that that traumatized um wanda and pietro so maybe the beekeeper could be another thing like the the someone from her past maybe her father magneto was into beekeeping or just mm. someone uh or she saw someone in a hazmat suit in the fallout of sokovia in that past conflict and now it connects with her in that beekeeper that's why she changes them from a hazmat to a beekeeper to try mm. to like avoid that uh re-triggering mm -hmm. Uh, dug back up trauma. I think John was pretty spot on with saying that it was someone coming from the outside world coming in. Because also to add on to that, there's probably a like, this is a stretch possibly, but like if Wanda is in charge of this reality and what we're seeing right now, it was the middle of the night. She was too busy. I mean, she wasn't too busy. She was kissing her husband and they found out that she was pregnant and maybe she skipped and didn't notice that someone has already broken into the reality or into her reality. So that's why mm. the hazmat man was moving so slowly and shiftly. And that is like in that time, like a hazmat was the closest thing to it, a beekeeper and mm. the bees. Yeah. And that's like what her real her thought consciousness did. Mm. So I maybe I think John is also right. I'm, I keep writing other people's coattails. <laughs> I think John is correct. But let me tell you why. But no, I, I do think yeah. he's I think that's like spot. Yeah, on. I also agree that John is correct. Yes. I saw John, them. I have another question for you. When uh, Wanda, or when the beekeeper whip turns his head over at Wanda, do you think that was a threatening gesture? Or do you think he was afraid? Like, he was like, shit, they spotted me. I did not think they'd be out right now. Like, was he afraid or was he uh, a threat? I think he's afraid because, I mean, I've watched the Marvel movies. I don't think any just regular guy could just, like, show up near Wanda and just be like, hey, I'm here to fight you. Like... She is extremely powerful. And I think that he was like, 
I'm going to sneak through like these like pretend sewers, and, you know, like, and he's like, oh, she's out in the front yard. Uh, mm. I think he's absolutely yeah. afraid of her because if somebody was powerful enough to fight her, he wouldn't need that hazmat suit. And that's on period. <laughs> hey, and uh, let's remember this, guys. Uh, this guy's wearing what we think could have been a hazmat suit or some kind of protective gear. Monica Rambeau is also in this reality pretending to be Geraldine. Why doesn't she need protective gear? Why is she just wearing period appropriate wardrobe? Does she already have powers? I was gonna say, I don't think she's pretending. I think that she's, I think she's Does under she Wanda's spell. I think maybe uh, mm. there was some kind of interaction prior to this and she was like with Wanda or near Wanda when she decided mm. to make her own reality. And now Monica is just, that's why I think maybe she's strong enough that she was like, wait, what's my, oh, Geraldine. I think that she, I think that she's just trapped. I think she's mm. like one of these, like not an, an, an actor, but she's like a real person who Wanda has written this backstory for and put these memories in her head. I don't think she remembers who she is. Very, very good point. And I think what we're kind of arriving at the conclusion here is that all these people are a little afraid of Wanda in particular. Um, whether she's a queen bee or just the star of the show, to use Agnes's words, she might be the villain of this series. And mm -hmm. all these other people are just trying to control her or use her or write her coattails. But by the end of it, we might see the origin story of Marvel's next big villain here mm -hmm. right now, which is very exciting. Well, because this is still rogue theory and because I just do this all the time, I am mentally awarding points to you as you are talking. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's just how my world works. And um, Jessica gets the golden sparkle buck um, for backing down from your swarm theory. A little okay. humility goes a long way. Okay, okay. You know what? I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide because I get a golden a golden buck. Uh, there's still more chances to earn bucks, guys. I'm not going to tell you what the rules are. It's just, Ooh. you know, you will see. I got to earn those bucks. So there's a lot more to talk about with WandaVision. We're going to talk about vision and how that synthesoid is standing once more. But first, you may have noticed I am wearing our uh, new latest obsession shirt. New Rockstars and our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop have two really cool new WandaVision inspired t-shirt designs and NewRockstarsMerch.com. Each shirt has an augmented reality element built into it. This is the um, the male, uh, the android, the synthesoid of the two. Uh, it's really, really cool. It's so cozy. You can get this at NewRockstarsMerch.com. And if you get it, this one in particular, you will have the option to get an on-screen shout-out in our Inside Marvel After Show. So yeah, be sure to get your hands on that. There's also the Wanda version at EpicHeroShop.com as well. Um, ooh, also, Epic Hero Shop is giving away 10 PS5s, folks. All you gotta do is subscribe to their YouTube channel, Epic Hero Labs, and fill out the form that you'll find at EpicHeroShop.com slash giveaway. Every 10,000 subscribers, there will be a new winner announced. There's a bunch of ways to get more entries into the giveaway at that website, so check it out, EpicHeroShop.com slash giveaway. And uh, let's thank some friends who helped us make this episode, starting with our friends at Manly Bands. So lots of guys don't put much thought into their wedding ring, and jewelry stores know this. Manly Bands is here to rescue you from an otherwise hellish band buying experience. Manly Bands offers your hand the freedom to look how you want it to look in just about every type of earthly material imaginable. So my precious is uh, made of cobalt chrome and it is called the Novelist. 
to channel my inner Hemingway. Not the way his life ended, just, you know, what his life was. So here's what you do. You use the Manly Ring Sizer from Manly Bands to find your perfect fit, and then you pick from their insane selection of materials. They got gold, wood, antlers, steel, dinosaur bone, and even meteorite. What? They got all this stuff. And you can also choose from one of the Manly Band's curated collections, like the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection. Even if you've been married for a while, getting yourself a new band is a fun way to mix things up without needing to mix up your spouse. Now, once you've selected your band, Manly Band's offers free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and a free warranty. While there might be a 50% chance your marriage won't work out, there is a 100% chance that you're gonna love your band. To order your Manly Band and get 20% off plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash rogue and enter the promo code rogue. That's manlybands.com slash rogue into the code rogue for 20% off Manly Bands. The best damn rings, period. We also want to thank our friends at ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. You probably don't want a random passerby looking in on you while you use the bathroom, right? I hope you don't want that. You might want it, but this ad isn't for you. Um, so why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Well, using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Your internet service provider knows every single website you visit. Oh, and what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. It's like a, a tunnel of love just for you by yourself doing one of these. I realize loving yourself by yourself is why a lot of people go online and why a lot of people don't want people knowing where they're going. Well, I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers, so that everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. Isn't that great? And the best part is, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, you click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, and The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business alone, secure yourself by visiting ExpressVPN.com com slash rogue today use my exclusive link expressvpn.com slash rogue and you can get an extra three months for free that's expressvpn.com slash rogue all right let's get back to wandavision y'all while uh this show is back there's still too many questions to feel totally safe and secure one of those is how is vision alive again what form of vision are we really looking at uh, what does his return in the show mean for the nature of this reality uh, let's assume Vision's death in Infinity War was permanent, so if that is the case, how is he back now? And I'll lead off this conversation by saying it looks like Vision might be the show's point of view character more than Wanda is. Mm. He does seem to be the most reactionary to what's going on. So what are we looking at? Is he simply Wanda's imaginary friend? Is this all in her head, as has been suggested? Oh, I was gonna say, I think that he's real because there are scenes that happen when she's not there. So, like, it'd be one thing if they're always together, but if he's not real, then why did she need to, like, you know, make him go to the library and learn about the neighborhood watch, like, or go to work? That's a good point. You know? That's why I think that he's not alive, is because I think that, like, I think she, cre if she did create this entire bubble, this, this little town is all of her imagination, I think so is 
vision and they're like tangentially like connected and that's why they both don't know the answers to the same things Mm. so like when people Mm. harass vision with and wanda with questions they're both confused and it's like not to judge robots but vision is a computer a supercomputer he's very smart he'd probably know things that wanda might not know but they both equally don't know the same thing Mm. so i think that she's creating him with the best memory she can but why Mm. if that is what happened why why did the gum affect him so physiologically why why did that's true why did the gum bother him here's what i really hope is not the case i know that that's counterintuitive to rogue theory here's my bogus theory this better (laughs) not be taking place in the time period between civil war and infinity war when they were hiding together Uh, yeah this better not be a old timeline event that took place like a like a year before the events of infinity war or i'm going to go on top of a tall building and curse Kevin Feige to the gods. And and then that'll be it. Then go to Dairy Queen and get a cheese quake and settle down. That'll be what I'll do. It might. It completely might. All she did was watch TV. That's all she did. I don't think so. I think, th- I think, think, think this has been confirmed to be taking place after Endgame. Okay. I don't okay. think that's oh, anywhere okay. established in the episodes right. we've seen. I just think somewhere in an interview, Feige or Jack Schaefer has said this is after Endgame. But I agree with you. If they suddenly say, oh, this is before Infinity War, I'm going to be annoyed. Under my desk, my hand just like went like this as Tommy was saying it. That's some Game of Thrones season seven shit right there. Let's talk about this theory that what we're seeing right now is kind of uh, Vision's AI digital consciousness after it was partially downloaded by Shuri in Infinity War. And somehow this mm. was saved on a server. And that, uh, you know, in the way that Ultron awakened by combing through history including tv history uh that's kind of what we're seeing with vision now it's like his process of rebooting inside his head so this is kind of like barf yeah maybe we are seeing a version of barf i mean we have seen promo footage showing these big uh, football stadium light towers that seem to be lighting up this town or they kind of form the perimeter fence mm-hmm. we could be seeing barf my only uh objection to barf would be that in the most recent marvel property we saw uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, it was all revealed to be barf. And if it was just another thing, it's going to be like, is everything barf in right. Marvel's future now? I'm stomped by that. Maybe. It's maybe. It's a little too complicated, I think, for most people. The reason, and for me included, the reason I would maybe say there's something to this are these closing credits in which it all looks to be very mm-hmm. digital and technological as opposed to magic. You know, mm-hmm. um, it it doesn't look like we're going into the Daily Prophet uh, where everything's kind of like magical and moving around. It looks like we're looking at pixels realigning in a TV screen. So are you saying that S.W.O.R.D. is putting these images into her head? Or are you saying that S.W.O.R.D.'s just recreating all of this? I, I don't know how I got confused. There was just one part where I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean? What are you talking well, about? Well, is this, I think the question is, is this technology being used to suppress Wanda's magic and like in a, in rare moments she's able to use her magic again but for the most part is this like is this is this AI being used to keep her from using her magic and freeing herself so when she does rewind that's almost like muscle memory force use where it's like oh she can pull herself mm-hmm. out to do that but then she immediately goes right like is there something so powerful being uploaded into her that she can't uh she can't break free and use her powers yeah, I mean, that is a possibility. I, what I'm just saying is that 
we have been looking at this in one direction that sword has been playing catch up to whatever mm-hmm. is happening to wanda and they're just monitoring mm-hmm. it and trying to contain it but it might be the other way around like maybe what we're looking at is a sword experiment with wanda's consent gone awry that they wanted to work with wanda to try to do something whether it's to reincarnate vision um and it just didn't work because there's this third party a fly in the ointment that fly being uh agnes or you know some dark entity mephisto or nightmare or the grim reaper and when um when jimmy Wu's saying wanda's what's do who's doing this to you he is saying like he's saying hey wanda you and i have this like communication uh, network that we're trying to reach each other that's all normal because we've had this experiment set up is there someone else in there with you who's screwing this all up that could be what we're seeing i always i keep forgetting about that who's doing this to you and it never that like never sits right with what i think the show is about because like yeah. i think i'm like oh well, she's in control she's creating this reality but if that's true then why is he asking who's doing this to you mm-hmm. so now i'm like well then who right. like now then i don't know what that is then because it's yeah and and the question of that question is not who it's this what is this doing this to you like is Mm -hmm. this being like the glitches or all of this Mm -hmm. who's doing all of this to you or who is ruining this experiment you know we gotta do one of these sentence graphing of every word in that sentence has a question to it but let's entertain this notion of maybe this is referring to wanda and agnes using dark magic to resurrect vision and that's how vision Mm -hmm. is back like uh, uh jessica and i were kind of talking about maybe the experiment was wanda finding this friend agnes who's like hey i'm a witch too i have this book called the dark hold it there's a spell in this that can resurrect your android friend because he did have a soul and we can bring him back and then that spell goes awry in a kind of technological form to create westview as we see it in these two mm-hmm. episodes do you guys think that's more likely that we're going to see some more dark magic influences yes. here? Yes. I want there to be without a doubt, but like the entertainment knowledge that I have in my head, I just don't think Disney will get too far into it. I Not would too love satanic. that. Yeah, I love it. And with the Inside Marvel, the fans have now, they're like, oh, Jessica's really into this dark magic stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. But like realistically, I think Disney's going to be too afraid of it. So they're going to tiptoe the line of it. That is my gut instinct too, Jessica. But then over Halloween, you can watch Hocus Pocus on Disney Plus, which deals with them talking about fornicating with Satan. That is true. You know? That's, they love that kind of magic, dark magic stuff. There are witches in most of these Disney movies from Snow White, the first one, you know, in the, in the early days. They kind of love sorcery they and do, satanic and demonic stuff. But for fun fans that love Hocus Pocus, it didn't do that well when it originally dropped. It became a cult classic over time. Uh-huh. So I think because it was a cult classic, Disney was like, we're taking it. They <laughs> put it on our platform. Mm. It's so big. But it, that is true. That is true. It's still on that platform. They're still viewing it. Like, you have to go to Disney to watch it unless you're buying it on Amazon, I guess. But it's like you still. So it's like they still let it slide. I just maybe the Agnes one. I want it to be so dark that it's like, Jessica, they'll do dark. Just not your dark. They're not going to mm-hmm. straight up be like, she's coming out of hell. Here comes the devil. Like, eh. Like, she's not going to do crazy stuff. So maybe you you could be right. You could be completely right. And then that also ties in with, like, the trailer that we got where Agnes was like, am I dead? Because you are. Like, that scene of, like, Mm -hmm. maybe she is one of the people that wasn't controlled by Mephesto. She, like, came out of it and was like, am I dead? But then maybe she comes back to you and she's like, I'm joking. One last theory I want to get each of your thoughts on. Uh, 
is it possible that Vision himself could be Mephisto? That Vision could be the devil Ooh. taking the form of Vision just to screw with Wanda and that all the little uh, reactions we've seen from Vision are an act? I would love that so much. I would love that so much. I think that's too dark for Disney. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is really, I, yeah, really I think, dark. I think that, and I also think that, like, my same reasoning for why I think Vision is alive, and the same thing that, like, if that is Mephisto pretending to be Vision, then again, we still wouldn't need those scenes of him at the neighborhood watch. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this idea mm. in my mind that it's really happening in real time that he wouldn't need to do, you know, if he's off stage with Wanda, he doesn't need to do anything. You know, that's not for anybody's benefit. Mm. Or is Vision an avatar? Is Vision another, is like, Mm. is Vision an agent of sword that is wearing a Vision skin, basically, like a video game? Is basically just the idea that the familiarity between Vision and, and Wanda is because she has a friendly relationship with whatever sword agent is posing as Vision. So like maybe the emotions are somewhat genuine but they're just not authentically vision. And that would explain why that POV oh, exists like... in scenes away from Wanda, because it is a still a living entity. Yeah. It's just not the one that we see right in front of us. And if Mephesto is in that world, I could give two reasons to A, Mephesto's like, this is also messing with her more. The fact mm. that like Vision is in that world and Sword is playing them, Mephesto could be like, this is not helping anything. So mm. let's keep it in here. Or Mephisto could just be waiting for a moment to be like, psych, gah, and rip him apart in front of Wanda to make her go like even more chaotic. I bring up the theory, I'm not so certain about it just because from what we have seen so far, Vision seems kind of the least likely character to have um, some kind of devilish secret. He seem, mm-hmm. Even Wanda seems to be more potentially the villain of the series than Vision is. Vision is pure reaction, and he seems like a truly human version of himself. The fact that he was drunk and so unhinged uh, in mm-hmm. episode two on this gum, like I don't think uh, Mephisto would let himself get to that point, you know? Uh, and especially, you're right, John, he was not in the room with Wanda when that happened. So it just seems like he's kind of on his own bumbling trajectory and he's just he's been dragged into this i don't think he's the one who's uh, behind everything orchestrating it pulling the strings so i think we got to some interesting possibilities of how vision could be back personally i feel like it is either um it's a sword experiment gone awry or agnes and wanda did some kind of witchcraft to resurrect a piece of him uh and that they made a deal with a devil in order to make this happen uh Mm. and you know where i'm at with mephisto i kind of want it to be the latter um Mm. but the golden sparkle book goes to tommy for uh, the idea of someone else wearing a vision suit a vision skin suit. I love that. Image. I never thought that life would be anything but catastrophe, but suddenly I begin to see a little good luck for me, because I've got a golden sparkle box. It's yours, Tommy. <laughs> I didn't like that last part. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Well, it is anyone's game still. Um, the, we are moving on to rogue questions. <laughs> we have uh, some questions. I want to hear some answers from you guys. First off, set photos from Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man movie, show that the movie is going to be set during Christmas. What Aww. do you think Peter Parker wants for Christmas? MJ. Little MJ under the tree. And uh, some bro time with his buddy Ned. <laughs> um, I think he wants his, his uncle back 
Uncle oh. Ben. Oh, yeah. I don't forget about Uncle Ben. He wants Aunt May to stop seeing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name uh, yeah i yeah. think he wants Happy them Hogan? to stop seeing each other he's gonna be like stop this i <laughs> stop mean it. stop it he now. wants to destroy a relationship mm-hmm. i mean the real answer is probably a ps5 right like the real answer is P- peter parker probably wants a ps5 yeah he wants a ps5 which is why you and gotta all he subscribe has to, do to epic subscribe hero to- labs <laughs> <laughs> uh tommy i'm gonna give you the point for that one yes uh you're right subscribe to epic hero labs Tell us what that is, please. I'm banned. I'm banned from Epic Hero Labs. All right, we have one more question. Disney is putting all episodes of the 1970s Muppet Show on Disney Plus next month. Who is the best Muppet and why? Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. Give me a second. Jessica is glitching like Deborah Jo Rupp in episode oh one. My like, God. Okay. 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 Does okay. groups count? Do groups of Muppets count, or should we just go with one <laughs> yes. Muppet? Yes. Are Muppet teams? Depending on that, I might allow it. There's so many people. Just give me some time. I have, this is so embarrassing. I have a document on my computer of my favorite Muppets. Mm. Um, and I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. It was uh, for, it was for, a. I swear, I swear to God, it was for something. It wasn't just me being like a crazy person, but I do. So I'm looking late. at it and I'm like, no, it's stop weird. it. No, I t- no, it's not weird. First, of, not weird. first of all, first of all, first of all, we got to get tr- uh, on the internet trending. Jessica, unleash the Muppets document. We must have the Muppets document un, uh, oh. un- unredacted <laughs> Release the to Muppet the internet. Doc. The people must know. What, how you rank these Muppets? Where is New Zealand? He can throw a fish it's like not, a boomerang. I don't even want to talk about this document. I'm very embarrassed of it. Let's just name off our favorite one. No, we want to know what's in this document. Who are your Muppet well, alignments? Okay, so I'm not going to say this one because I'm thinking about the ticket. So I want to win the ticket. Of course, I put Miss Piggy as first. I mean, look at me. Like, of course, I put Miss Piggy as first. Like, she's an icon, I, yeah. and I always looked up to her as a child. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's I put great. Animal as two. Yeah, I love Animal. Because <laughs> Animal's but chaotic. Ca- yes. Ca- he's like, I, I, everyone's I, I, like, I, I, he's chaotic, chaotic, but he's like chaotic neutral. Like, when you think about it oh, in the yeah. Muppet world, he's very, oh, in the Muppet animal. world, he is chaotic neutral. Um, I um, put Beaker as my third, but keep going. Sorry, you guys choose yours. You choose yours, and I'm going to keep looking at my dog. I'm getting that. I want that doc out. John, what do you think? The only Muppet I can think of besides Miss Piggy and Kermit is Beaker. And I'm going with Beaker. I have no reason behind it. I don't think about the Muppets enough. But now I want to go to Disney World and go Muppets 4D. That was like one of my Uh, favorite rides at Disney World. Yes. Yeah, 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 at uh, Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM. My favorite, uh, my favorite Muppet is definitely Fozzie Bear because there's something about an overweight hack comedian that really resonates oh, with me. I'm gonna put Tommy. my number one as Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem yes! because you said groups count. Groups count if they're existing groups. groups. You can't count. say like Kermit plus Ralph plus Miss Piggy plus I can't uh, be like Scooter. and Pepe the Prawn. <laughs> I should have, but I didn't. And if I had to choose one, I guess I would do Stalter and Waldorf, the old people at the balcony. But Stalter and Waldorf, yeah. They don't they are also a group. So I I'll say I'll say I'll say the band. I'll say the band. I'll say the band. I am going to give the point to uh, Jessica just for having, in fact, here, I'm gonna give you two points for having a document, but you can only get the second point if you screen cap some of that document and tweet it out. Yes, 
Send me the document. Jessica, you're hardly on. You're not I'm on gonna, Twitter that I much. I will do it. I will do it, but I'm going to not. I'm going to delete the portion that says why they are in there. <laughs> okay, no. that's fine. You can you can redact part of it. Jessica, <laughs> send it to me privately. I need it. I need to know this, okay, Jessica. I, can... I need to I need to know more about you. Send me the list. <laughs> it was so, it was <laughs> Send me your journal entries. Send me your childhood oh diary. God. We just we learned something very interesting about Jessica. She's got a weird Muppet project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. I love the Henson. I love Henson Studios. It's not fair. It's not fair. Oh, I'm gonna cry. You guys are making me cry. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have told us. It's your fault. Uh, well, uh, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Congratulations to Jessica for winning this episode. Um, but thank you to all of our guests, Jessica and Tommy Bechtold and John Xavier Miller. Be sure to follow all of them on their social medias and uh, keep pressuring Jessica to release this weird Muppet doc. We it's need to know weird. the truth. We're owed the truth. The truth is out there. And uh, it's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to make us happy with Jessica's Weird Doc. Um, so support our channel by checking out one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. These are still for sale, and they are awesome. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New York Stars. Subscribe here on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a nice rating review. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>